Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Here to introduce you today to Mindset Mike, Mike Moore. Welcome back he actually left a job for seven years in the FBI to go into uh, wrestling mindset full time. So uh, I think that shows his dedication, his drive to help the wrestling community, to help other sports. So talk about kind of branching out. And uh, we got to chat a little bit last night. And just in about an hour, I had my mind blown several times. So I think we're in for a special treat. And without further ado, Mike. I appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. I always feel like I'm about to do a stand-up show when I'm up here. Um, so real quick, I know we just ate. I've been in your shoes many times. So just do me a favor and just give me your full attention for about the 50 minutes that we're here. I promise you that uh, I'm loud and have a lot of energy. So uh, I think the fact that we just came from lunch shouldn't be a problem. But um, again, I appreciate you guys taking out the time today to spend with me, uh, learn some stuff. Those of you that have been here uh, before, some of the things that I'm gonna talk about are a little bit of review, just because I'm, I always have new people every time. I gotta put in some new, I gotta uh, make sure that they understand some things. My man. Um, but the, the main part of what I wanna get to towards the, uh, towards the middle of the end part of the presentation is gonna come exactly what is in your little booklet, which is talking about some ways that we can tactically improve the communication on our team. Um, so again, thank you everybody for being here. I'm gonna go ahead and get started just in the interest of time because when I come to these things, what I try to do is pump a lot of value. That's one thing I'm gonna talk about. But I'm gonna give you a lot of information and a lot of value, so I wanna make sure that uh, we spend as much time doing that. All right, so a couple things. Like I said, Mindset 101, and we're gonna talk about some strategies for maximizing communications. For more information about what we do, who I am, um, things about the company, we've got a booth over there until Sunday morning. Um, there's that iPad going around. One of the things that that iPad is also going to do is it's, uh, I'm going to send everybody on that list some extra materials um, and some of the materials from the presentation that you're going to get today. Stuff that you can't get unless that you're either a client or I've literally sent this stuff to you before. So um, make sure you put your information there. Now, 
as, as, we're, as we're going through this or whether you want it to be um, right now, if you text the word mindset to 4747, there's going to be a prompt that will come up to where you can immediately start gaining access to the materials that I'm talking about. The more that I talk throughout the time, you'll, you'll, you'll see the materials that, I, that I'm saying. Like I said, we're all here because we see value in um, the topic, not just of mindset, but of, like I said, improving communication. So again, Let's get started. Thank you. So who am I? Why am I in front of you talking to a bunch of awesome college coaches and some high school coaches? So I'm a lot like you, right? I'm a wrestling coach. I've been wrestling my whole life. Um, I've been 25 years in the sport. I wrestled all the way through Division One in college. Um, I graduated and, uh, you know, now over the last 15 years, I've been coaching. Last seven years, I've run a really successful club in Texas. I grew up in New York, so don't associate me with Texas wrestling. I'm just kidding. Um, I grew up in New York, so... Uh, when I moved to Texas, one of the first things that I wanted to do was start a wrestling club and grow wrestling in a state that I think has got a really uh, great group of athletes. Um, so you text the word mindset to 4747. 4747. You just go to your text messages, put 4747, and then the word mindset. Does that make sense? All right. So... Again, a lot like you, and I'm a current competitor, so um, I compete professionally in jiu-jitsu. Um, one of the reasons I did that, one, was because I, I wanted to stay active and, and stay relevant for myself. It was a personal goal. Uh, the other thing is that I coach a lot of professional fighters, and in order to gain clout in some of the rooms that I'm in that have 20, 30 UFC fighters, it's a lot easier for me to grapple with them, not just wrestle. Right? It doesn't matter if you're a Division One wrestler. Um, they want to see that you can do the stuff that they can do, right? And they want to see that, like, it's kind of like walking into a walking into a wrestling room, right? You you go roll. You give one of the best guys a good roll. They immediately have respect for you. They want to listen to what you have to say. Well, that was the approach that I took when I started growing the martial arts part of our program. So um, I made my pro grappling debut a couple months ago. It was in front of like 2,000 people. Me and another guy on a stage uh, choking each other out for uh, fun and money. And so, long story short, I beat the daylights out of the guy, about 12 nothing. Unfortunately, it's submission only, so it's a draw. So that's a challenge that I liked. Wrestlers do really well in point fighting, right? We could score a lot of points. I did everything really well in jiu-jitsu. I choked him twice to the point where he was gurgling and couldn't get it done. But it's a challenge for me and it's something, like I said, that um, I enjoy. And one of the reasons why it's important, again, that I mentioned to athletes that we work with that I compete is that I know what you're feeling. Not 20 years ago, I know what you're feeling right now. Because all the feelings that they got were the same feelings that I got. The difference is that I have uh, hyper-coping mechanisms from the training and the coaching that I've done over the last handful of years. So, um, like we talked about earlier, I was in the FBI for seven years. It was my dream job. That's what I always wanted to do my entire life. Um, and it's really cool stuff. I worked in hostage negotiation. Um, I worked in forensic accounting. I did surveillance for three years when I was in Washington, D.C. Um, stuff you saw in the movies. Been there, done that. Really cool, really rewarding. Um, I learned a lot. I think it was something that not just shaped me, shaped my resume, but shaped really who I am as a person. Um, high pressure is one of the things that, you know, I try to remind people that when I'm relating, you know, when it comes to mindset or the pressure that we feel in wrestling, you know, I was on the other phone with somebody that could have a gun in their mouth or a bomb strapped to their chest. You want to be, you want to be worried about whether or not you get two points score, scored on you, you know, because you make a mistake. I made a mistake. Somebody died, right? I'm sorry. If I were to make a mistake, somebody would die. So putting those sort of things in, into perspective, again, helps me kind of relate. 
So in 2014, little known fact, I was a client of Wrestling Mindset first. So I hired them for my club team. I had 13 kids that made the state finals that year. Four of them won, nine of them should have. And the five that didn't win literally just didn't show up. They knew exactly what they needed to do. You know, with the skills that I have, I know how to get inside somebody's head. When I couldn't do it, I'm like, I said all the right things, something's missing. The example that I like to use a lot is like, they knew this, they were taught this, this is what showed up. And I'm like, I, I don't get where their disparity is. So that's where I started seeking out, you know, what are some resources that's going to bridge the gap that we can work with, not just my kids, but this generation mentally. That's what led me to Wrestling Mindset. Had tremendous success with my team uh, that led me to start coaching for Wrestling Mindset. Right? So in 2016, I left the FBI um, for Wrestling Mindset full time. There was a huge leap of faith. You know, I have a seven-year-old. That was a, a big, a, a, I gave up a lot for that career. Um, I invested a lot in that career, and I risked a lot to leave it. But the two happiest days of my life was, well, two of the three, was the day I walked in and then the day I walked out when I realized that I could have a career in wrestling, helping uh, wrestlers and now multiple different sports, athletes and teams across the country. Um, so now, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm the mindset coach to a lot of top wrestlers, um, a lot of top uh, wrestlers and fighters not just across the country, but overseas as well. One of my guys is uh, top 10 heavyweight, uh, I'm sorry, top 10 light heavyweight in the world. Um, he's in Switzerland right now. He used to train down here in South Florida. Um, but, you know, it's, it was, it's been, a, it's been a, a fun journey for me. But like I said, I think a lot of the experiences that I've had make me very personally uh, a unique asset, not just to the company, but to your teams. So why are we here and what should we expect? Right? So why are you here? Like, what's your why? Are you here, like, collecting, you know, continuing education? Are you trying to better yourself as a coach? You want to win a national title? You know, what is it? What's, what's the reason and your purpose for this weekend? So, you know, are you investing in yourself and your team? Um, is this a leadership culture development? Are you learning cutting-edge strategies from different people in different areas? Okay? Well, why am I here? Right? So you know why you're here. Now, why am I here? Right? So like I said, I'm here to add content and value. Um, mindset training strategies and systems, examples of how to teach and maximize, right? So content, content, content. I want to throw a lot of content at you. Um, this year, we're talking about improving communication on your team. Going to give the value, right? Last year, it was teaching wrestlers how to pull the trigger. If you sign up for the uh, little bonus materials that I talked about, that's one of the things that you're going to get. You're not going to see that today. But it was essentially the three areas why kids don't pull the trigger and simple solutions on how we can do that. <clears throat> I'm here to be a resource, help you solve problems that take up the most of your time, right? No matter whether you're a head coach or an assistant coach, right? Being in a managerial role, whether we're, a whether, whether we're coaching wrestling or at McDonald's, the most of our time gets spent on personnel, right? Not on actually coaching, recruiting, training, like, and if it's not most of our time, it pulls us away, and that's what wins us national titles and gets our kids to the podium, right? So... I'm here to help you, not just today, but going forward, give you guys the tools that's gonna help you focus on the right things and help you get your kids where you need to be, not worrying about all the stuff that doesn't get them to the podium, doesn't help them reach their potential, doesn't help you make them into better men and women. So, optimal focus, right? We're focusing on these things, not personnel problems. So what is the problem that Wrestling Mindset is solving? I didn't test the audio, so. Works. One of the more fascinating things about any form of high-stress, high-level competition is there's no real guidelines of how to prepare your mind. 
you know, I mean, everybody teaches you how to wrestle, everybody yeah. teaches you how to kickbox, there's all these martial arts schools that teach you technique, there's very few real, like, rock-solid programs yes. of, of how to how to manage your mind. Absolutely. Like, well, that's big, because you're right, there aren't enough people that talk about it, and then, you know, in wrestling, there's actually this company that's being highly successful called Wrestling Mindset, and they have a training program for athletes' minds because you're, there's nothing out there. Is there a website for this? Yeah, it's wrestlingmindset.com. No kidding. That's yeah. great. And they're starting that's, to... That'll apply to everything. Well, they're starting to explain, expand into different disciplines, but you're right. I think, I think there's these general principles of sports psych which can kind of go into any domain, right? And you're, you're 100% correct that every single individual is different, right? And one of the... That was two years ago. We didn't pay him to do that. That was just something that came natural and that got sent to my text message at like 4 o'clock in the morning. And uh, I think about 300 emails followed. Not necessarily to wrestling as much as it was from the martial arts community. That spurred a whole different like, uh, focus for me to where now we work with over 30, 30 fighters in the UFC and Bellator. Um, one of the places that I'm embedded most is here in South Florida at Hard Knocks 365. Um, some of us old school people that love wrestling. Um, Greg Jones is kind of like my right-hand man for that three-time national champ from West Virginia. He's a grappling coach at arguably one of, if not the best, um, MMA gym in the country here um, in Pompano Beach, about 20 minutes away. So if any of you saw me at the hotel that I was in spandex and an Adidas wrestling shirt, is because I was over there training first before I got here, right? So like I said, it's, it's in part for me, but in part, like, I remind those guys, like, I'm just like you. So same thing here. I'm 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 just like you. I understand all, all. I understand being in the seat that you're in here, the seat that you are when you're coaching in the corner, and the seat that you are when you're running practice. So what is wrestling? Uh, what is wrestling mindset training for teams? So what you see right here is the Central Michigan wrestling is the Central Michigan room. Ben Bennett in the back. Um, so that's our coach Jake Hunter, who's our general manager, um, and he is uh, uh, on a live video Skype that they would meet with uh, about 12 times throughout the season. And um, again, I'm gonna explain the guts of really what mindset training is for, for the many of you that don't know, but that's essentially what it looks like. It's a live video Skype and it's a combination of, like I said, mentorship and then wrestling specific mindset training curriculum, okay? Um, I need a volunteer. Before I ask for a volunteer, how many of you were here in my presentation last year? Perfect, so everybody hasn't seen this. Can I grab a volunteer who's got really good balance? Wynn's got good balance. Come on, Wynn. You need to get rid of that backpack, though. I like Wynn. He's my friend. Okay, so, Wynn, I want you to, uh, we're going to illustrate, really, like, what mindset training means in a nutshell, or what the value is, mainly to when it comes to focusing on the right thing. So, Wynn's going to try to balance this, but he's only going to look at the bottom of this, uh, I don't know what the heck this thing is but this makeshift broomstick, okay? He's gonna try to balance it. If it moves, he's gonna move, but he's only gonna focus on the bottom. Now, Wynn's a pretty good athlete, right? But it's obviously having trouble doing that. Now, only thing I want you to do right now is change from where you're focusing from the bottom Focus on the tippy top. So before you let it go, make sure that you feel ready to balance. Getting it stronger, getting it faster, getting it better at balancing. The only thing he did was shift his focus. Nice job. Give, give a win a hand.
So I use that a lot, and I was glad that a lot of you weren't here because I didn't want to repeat it. Wynn's probably seen that about four times. We just did a camp together in uh, uh, the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, um, which, by the way, any high school coaches in here? It's a, it's a great camp to go to. Um, we can talk about that later. It was a great, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a great, it's a great camp to go to. Um, but what does that illustrate? The importance of focusing on, on the right things. If we can focus on the right things, it's way easier to be successful. When we focus on the wrong things, it's way harder to be successful. That doesn't mean that you can't be successful. That doesn't mean that you're guaranteed success. Just way easier or way harder. We just need to know how to do that. Okay? So tactical thinking, right? Uh, I like to call this weaponizing your mind, right? You weaponize your cardio. You weaponize your technique. You weaponize your strength and conditioning, but no one really takes the time to train and weaponize the most important part of their entire body. You know, uh, I didn't ask you what percentage of wrestling is mental. I think wrestling coaches at this point understand it's a very mental sport. The problem is that we're looking at, you know, 75, 80, 90% mental. We spend 0% of our time training it. Right, and that's the gap that we've that we've filled over the last few years. So when I talk, um, you know, becoming strategic and purposeful in how you think. So the way that you think influences the way that you feel. The way that you feel influences the way that you act. The way that you act influences the way that you perform. Your performance dictates your outcome. Everybody wants different outcomes, right? But they're focusing on the wrong things. You have to focus way back onto changing the way that you think first. That'll change how you feel which will change how you perform. You guys following me? Right, especially those of us that like have, have a higher level of emotional intelligence, right? You understand that like, if you think a certain way about something, you feel a certain way about something, you'll act a certain way. Change the way you think about that, you'll change the outcome, right? So if this is the way that I, if this is the beginning and the end, right? If I'm trying to focus on the outcome of a situation, I'm never gonna be able to see it, I can't see it. My peripheral vision doesn't go that far. Right? But when I focus on the right things and what's right in front of me, it's a lot easier to tackle those sort of things. Okay? So performance-driven instead of outcome-driven. Ultimately, our goal is the exact same as yours, maximization of performance of athletes and teams. When each individual on your lineup can crush what they're doing in the classroom, um, in wrestling, in school, in life, right? ultimately that'll show up in the wrestling match. Uh, the, the wrestling matches. Combine that together, you do some special things as a team. Right? So what are we not? We're not motivational speakers. We're not counseling and therapy. Right? While sports psychology is a big component of what we do, we're not sports psychologists. So I had somebody come to me and talked about how they went to one of the other um, sports psych type presentations when they were here this weekend. And they were like, yeah, they talked a bunch about like, depression and mental health. I was like, that's right, that's sports psych. Right? Sports psych is mental health focused. We're performance focused. We're not focused on winning or outcomes, right? but we're focused on performance. We're proactive versus reactive. So if everybody can see this here, this is uh, not only a, a very wordy document, I wanted to make sure that you understood everything that was on there. Um, it gives you essentially the reasons, the differences between wrestling mindset and sports psych, right? Well, we already have a sports psychology department in our school. Well, so does Michigan State, so does Rutgers and Iowa State, so do a lot of schools. Right? They have a very distinguished sports psychology program. So it was the Olympic teams that we work with. Right? The difference is it's wrestling-specific mindset training outlined again by some of the very clear differences you see here. Um, I'm going to talk about the track record and some of these other things, but I just wanted to point that out. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to talk about, very briefly, some of my favorite success stories and progress over the last couple of years. 
Some of you have seen me for like three years. Uh, I looked at my Facebook and the TBT was three years ago from this event, which was like three weeks after I left my job, right? I remember three years ago trying to convince everybody why wrestling mindset was the right thing, right? And then the next year it was less convincing and it was more so like adding a little bit of value, but like, you know, talking about the importance of mindset. I don't have to convince anybody anything anymore, right? And I'll, and I'll explain part of that, uh, part of why that is. And that's not me being cocky. It's every year we as a society and as a wrestling community just understand that it's a lot more here in a much different way than it ever was in previous years, period. Whether we've been competing as athletes, as coaches, right, or as parents. So, uh, this past year we worked over 3,500 athletes in seven different sports. That's one of the cool things about this year is we moved sports specific into seven different sports to include, like I said, I had mentioned MMA, <laughs> gymnastics, basketball, football, baseball, et cetera, et cetera, all over the country. Six national champions, uh, in various different, uh, various different divisions. 40-plus um, college All-Americans, a U23 world team member. You see here, that's one of my personal clients for the last three years, Chase Luchow from Fresno, from Fresno, from uh, Selma, California. Um, he has never made the finals of Fargo this past year. Not only did he um, beat up on Keegan O'Toole, uh, he, I want to say, he um, uh, had a great performance in the finals. He beat the number one kid in the country and then gets the outstanding wrestler at the tournament. Um, something that he's never done before. And I don't take any credit for that. Like, Jace has been through, um, uh, has, has had a lot of really special people in, in his life. And the, 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 the moral of the story is that when a kid can realize how to get the most out of himself, it shows up when he needs it, right? So for him, he's a senior, he's graduated. He's going to Fresno State uh, next year, right? And he uh, didn't have to come to Fargo, but just really, you know, he finished third in the state tournament lost by a point to the number one kid in the country and uh, you know, who also happened to be a wrestling mindset client, by the way. Um, so two wrestling mindset clients wrestled each other in the, in the finals of, uh, in the semifinals of the state tournament. Um, you know, he wanted to finish his legacy in high school the way that he wanted to, and he did, right? Um, Jay, you want to stand up? So Jay and uh, Coach Brian over at uh, Jay Wu, they were clients this past year. They finished, um, you stand up for a sec. So uh, Jay was a two-time national champion, correct? So this past year, uh, you guys did the program. We worked with one of our other coaches, Coach Paul. Um, can you just share in just a few words just kind of what, what the benefit uh, the program gave to you, even competing at a high level like you were? How did the program help you and your team? For sure. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, you know, some of the things that, like, again, maybe you're not super familiar with what, what, what we're talking about when we say workshops. Like I said, it's the interactive Skype. Um, 
the curriculum is broken down into 60 different mindset, wrestling-specific mindset training worksheets into topics like confidence, relaxing under pressure, uh, self-knowledge, goal-setting, motivation, aggressiveness, present moment, etc. Right? So that's what he's referring to. So goal-setting being one part, but really what it is, like I said, it's tactical and purposeful thinking, like being purposeful with the way that you think before you wrestle, during your matches, right? So in the U23 wrestle-off at Fargo, um, Longtime client of mine, Brady Koontz, is over at uh, Ohio State. You know, he had was really nice to say something unexpected about how he benefited from the training. And one of the things that he was saying is like it was so important for him and his twin brother uh, Dylan to really figure out like what what were the thoughts and the feelings that he needed to fig- like that he needed to be thinking and doing before and during his matches, being more purposeful in those sort of things. Because if you wanted consistent performances, you needed consistent thoughts, feelings, and behaviors, right? So again. There's, there's different levels as to like where, where and how this benefits, and, I'll, and again, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about that as we run through, but um, just wanted to share an example of one of the people that are in this room that I think are benefited from training. There's a couple of other clients that are in here. I'm not going to call on everybody, but there's some particular places within the presentation that I'll ask them to say a few words, just so you guys can understand and humanize it for yourself, too. <clears throat> so five team trophies this past year. So uh, St. Cloud State's been clients for like five or six years. They, um, they won another Division II national title. I think that's like four out of the last six years. Um, six teams reached top 25. Um, and again, I, I have like some strategic places that I wanted to ask some people some questions. But for those of you that did the program last year, can you just raise your hand real quick? So Ohio U, Jwu, Michigan State, Central Michigan in the back. Um, and then um, you guys over at William Penn, we, most of you guys were my clients. So that's, I'm really glad that you guys got a chance to be here and, you know, share as we continue to learn more. But I, we, we really get close to a lot of these teams, but particularly the teams that are in like Michigan and Ohio, I end up being there a lot. So I'm not saying that every one of your mindset coaches that you end up being with um, get to be there in person. But I know for me, like I spent a lot of time at Michigan State. Central Michigan's not even my client, but I spend time when I happen to be there to drop by. So the things that our coaches do to go out of our way to make sure that, you know, you guys are not just, uh, you're not just people that we talk to eight times throughout the year, 12 times throughout the year. You know, we're another coach in your corner. Uh, and I'm going to breeze through high school. Five, five team state titles, four teams ranked top 25, um, 56 state champions, five Fargo champions, including two kids that never even placed in the tournament before from the same team from Dunning, Michigan. Who were the first team? There was a small fact. There was the first team I ever worked with in Michigan. Um, they, had two, they had two kids as fast as Win Fargo that never even placed before. Um, Steve Costanzo, uh, Costanzo from St. Cloud State, you know, it was really humbling to hear him say things like, you know, he thought wrestling mindset was a difference maker and his team winning a national title. Um, Mitch Hancock over at Detroit Catholic Central, they've won three straight. Uh, Michigan, M- Michigan State titles. They actually won a team title 52 to negative one uh, in the finals in the state tournament two years ago. What you guys don't realize is that four of those matches came down to one point or overtime, right? So it could have easily gone another way if those kids cracked under that pressure. But one of the things that I liked what Mitch had to say, and I've got a lot of respect for Mitch as a human being and as a coach, and he says, you know, we did a fantastic job of building confidence and, and communicated the point that wrestling is fun and we're grateful for the opportunity to compete. We felt like we had another coach in our corner. I mean, you got a coach for your strength, you got a coach for your technique, you got a coach for all your nutrition, but you don't have a coach for something that makes up 90% of your sport. It's kind of crazy. So, um, St. Cloud is not my team. Uh, Catholic Central and pretty much everybody 
here, even though I'm not your mindset coach, I feel like I'm not on your mindset coach at Central. All right, why is mindset training important? Like I said, I'm, I'm breezing through this so we can spend most of our time on content. Um, talking versus doing, teach how they learn, right? So the reason why you say the right things to your kids, how many of you give your kids the advice that they need and they just, they don't execute on that advice? How many of you guys feel like that? Whether it's mentally or, or technique. Let's try that again. How many of you struggle with that? Raise your hand high. We're all there, right? Here's the thing, science works against you, right? They only retain 5% of what they hear, 30%, if you look at this learning period, right? Um, you're not gonna be able to really hear it, uh, see it very well. They retain 5% of what they hear, about 30% of what they see or are demonstrated, right? But 75% of what they do. So think of technique, right? We don't listen to technique, we don't watch technique, we drill. So mindset training is the same way, right? We do thousands of reps of high crotches and doubles and singles, but how many mental reps do we do? Not a lot. <clears throat> I like this, um, you know, I, I, I've realized over the last few years, working with varying different levels, but obviously a lot of high-level clients, there's three different types of clients that come to us. The average team that's looking to kind of jump levels, the above average team that's looking to close the gap, and the people at the top of the food chain that want to sit there, that I want to stay there, right? So why would Mitch work with us three years in a row when he's a really good coach and knows what he's doing? Well, we have a system to help his kids make sure that they show up and perform at their best. They want to stay state champions and go for four in a row. Last year, I don't know if you guys read it, it's, they uh, had eight kids in the, same, in, in the state finals. One of the, two of them wrestled each other. So of the seven kids that were in the state finals, all seven of them, all seven of them won. I don't take any credit for that, right? But like you, you guys know that we all, we all play a small role in making sure that those kids and their talent shows up, right? Um, the main thing that mindset training will give you different than anything else, like I said, too, is tools. You take home tools. We teach you something you can, and we give you instructions that you can practically take it and use it at practice that day when you talk to your girlfriend or when you guys as coaches listening are, are using it talking to your wife. Um, <clears throat> just some basic things that I think a lot of wrestlers struggle with that we give specific uh, ways on how to help battle through the worksheets. Um, not pulling the trigger, no killer instinct, giving good opponents too much respect, wrestling cautious and hesitant, afraid to lose, practice room wrestlers, chokes in big matches, right? We've all had kids lose because of those reasons. I've lost because of those reasons, so have you, right? I'm not gonna go into each of, each of these like I would normally do, but if you notice, right, one of the one or two of these things causes like two or three of the other. Right? If I give people too much respect, I'm gonna wrestle cautious and hesitant because I'm afraid to make mistakes so I don't pull the trigger. If we don't change the way that we think about certain situations, like, well, this kid's the number one seed. I don't think I could beat him. I'm not even seated. Well, if you think that you can't beat the kid because he's seated higher than you, then you feel like you've got no chance, so you're not gonna wrestle like you have any chance. Right? Just giving you an example. Right? So... We're never gonna fix that outcome. That kid's not gonna wake up one day and stop caring about seatings if that's his issue, right? Everybody's different, right? For some kids, so for like Cam Amin, three-time state champ from Catholic Central, one of the things that he said that mindset training helped him was, um, <clears throat> you know, as a, as a big name coming in his last, in his senior year, he was just able to relax. He was just focused on wrestling, wrestling being fun and something that he enjoyed, right? Versus the pressure of being one of the, 500 Amin brothers or get, getting a third state title or you know the, the wherever he was going to go wrestle in in college right so like i said 
everyone's at a different level that comes to the program. We all benefit from it in different ways. Um, this is one of the things that you hear us talk about all the time. If you see, I didn't put a sexy tagline to my talk today, right? It wasn't just going to be about predator mindset. I'm always going to talk two minutes, a few minutes about it. Some of you that have heard it, you really get it. For those of you that this is the first time, you're probably like, oh, this is a great concept, right? Well, let's get on the phone. And I'll be happy to talk to you more about it. I, I, I want to make sure that the people that are coming every single year, I want to give them new stuff. Right? There's some people that have been here two, three years in a row. I want to make sure that they're getting new stuff. This is the crux of our program. This is what we're famous for that everybody asks us to talk about specifically. Eyes in the, eyes in the front like to hunt. Eyes on the side like to hide. Predator mindset. Predators are genetically designed to kill or chill. There's no in between. Right? Versus prey animals, their eyes are on the side so they can protect themselves from being eaten. Pretty simple. So you can see in a great illustration, right? Wolf, ready to kill. That's, it's genetically designed to focus on what's, what, what, what his task is at hand, right? This is a great example, and you guys all have a card for that reason of a reminder of how important it is to focus on ourselves and have that tunnel vision. So you guys want to take a picture of that. Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to like hammer this concept down in the back of your head, right? Change the way you, change the way you think is the way you're going to change the way that you perform, right? You can't skip any of, these pro any of these processes. You want to change outcomes, wins or losses, right? It all comes down to whether or not, like, are the things that we're thinking are productive, unproductive, you're getting us closer or farther from our goals, or what we call predator or prey thinking. All right, so again, like I said, not spending a lot of time on some of the things that I've talked about a lot, um, but for some of you who've never heard this before, this is like really, Really cool, I don't want to say revolutionary, but really, really helpful way not just to think about wrestling, but everything in your life, okay? So, um, like it talks about here, predator mindset, attack style wrestling, prey mindset, defensive wrestling. Keep scoring points to dominate versus wrestling to keep it close. Focused on the next move versus focused on rankings and opponents. Focused only on their objective and their goals, compares himself to others. Imposes his will, fears making mistakes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? So really, what the predator mindset comes down to, and again, like this has helped me so much in life. I feel like I was part of the generation, and maybe many of you too, where wrestling really blessed me with like, like, like wrestling taught us a lot more casually, right? That's why we're, like, like we're, we're, we're tougher than this generation, is that we were able to absorb the, the, the lessons that wrestling taught us, right? The reason this generation doesn't for many different, there's many different reasons, but ultimately, they lack the coping mechanisms to be able to absorb the lessons, right? And when adversity hits, it kind of kicks them in the mouth versus we kind of bit down on our mouthpiece and drove forward, right? So teaching them these coping skills is what's going to allow us and helping them train the way that they think allows them to push through. But predator mindset is not about lions, tigers, and bears, right? Predator mindset is about narrow, simple vision. A predator animal has a very simple thought process. I'm killing or I'm chilling. Right? I'm focused on what's directly in front of me, right? I'm not worried about what's around me, okay? It, the, that focus comes to myself, right? If it has to do with me, if it doesn't, I move it to the side, right? What can I control? Effort, attitude, and intensity, right? And in wrestling, and this is something that I think you guys can really reiterate to your guys and your girls, right? So what can you control? Hey, go out there, focus on you. Like, well, what does that mean? A kid hears that, they get what you're trying to say, but what does that actually mean? It means your focus is not on winning or losing. It's not even on 
It's on nothing else but breaking guys, improving your position, scoring points. Those are tangible things. Effort, attitude, and aggressiveness, breaking guys, improving position, scoring points. Any questions so far? Trying to keep track of my time. What time we got, Bo? 14, right? Perfect. All right, so today, right, the thing that I wanted to really drive home, I, I, I need to lay the foundation of what it is that I'm talking about and the things that we're doing every time that I talk to you guys, right? If I don't, if I don't talk about some of the foundational layers of mindset when I speak to new people, that's as if I'm trying to teach a new wrestler how to hit a high crash before I taught how to, you know, for them to be in their stance. So I appreciate you know, some of your guys' patience and understanding. So culture and communication, right? Culture and communication, they feed off each other and they go hand in hand, right? That's some of the things that I wanted to talk to you about. That culture elevates or diminishes talent or potential, right? It will make or break your team, right? You can have talented wrestlers, bad culture implodes, right? You can have less talented wrestlers, great culture elevates their talent. We've all been there, right? So communication, a vital part of the creation and sustainment of culture. So, um, when is that? Is that true? I think so. So um, I, I really enjoyed working with Michigan State this last year um, for many reasons. One, coaches were bought in. Kids were really hungry for change. Um, you know, obviously, like, it, it's a program that has really made a 180 from what they were in the past. And a lot of that has to do with the culture that they've created in the room. But to have a group of guys that are not just, like, bought into what I've got to say, but bought in the idea that, like, hey, we're all in this together. Like, we're all, we're, we're all in this to try to make change. You know, there are people that are willing to do little things um, and be – go above and beyond to, how do I say this? Um, willing to do the little things and go above and beyond to get the results that they're looking for. So what do I mean? I'm at camp with uh, some of Wynn's wrestlers and I'm sitting there having dinner with uh, Cam Caffey, um, one, of their, one of their guys who qualified for the NCAA tournament that made a world team, right? Yep. So, um, and he's sitting there, he's like, he's asking me questions about how to be a better leader. He's asking me questions about, like, what are the things that I can do more? Like, what are some things that I can do different, right? So one of the things that I'm going to talk to you about is that um, in order for us to make change, it's going to come from the inside out, not from the top down. So when your kids are the ones that are, that are fighting for you, that are going to be the ones uh, trying to push for changes and make things different, that's when we're going to shift culture in the right way. Or we got a bad culture, we want to improve it. we got a great culture, we want to improve it. Change is going to come from the inside out, right? Not necessarily from the top down. Um, and, you know, that was one of the reasons why I think when I, I chose a picture of Roger um, and, you know, the state, the, one of the state wrestlers that, like, there was a very clear shift in culture over the last year, two years, and that showed in, in results, and I'm really excited to see what they're going to do this next year. Um, you know, cross fingers, right, as, as coaches, we all stay healthy, great things can happen, okay? So creating the right culture. Right? When it comes to communication, like I said, ultimately your culture is going to dictate. So starts with your foundational purpose. Like I said, the first thing when we walked in, why are you here? So why do you coach? Right? Somebody tell me, why do they coach? What's their purpose for coaching? Yeah, 100%. You know what's funny? It almost sounds cliche when you say it, but 50 of us will say the same thing. 
because we feel like wrestling built us who we are, and it's one of the few sports where most of us have played other sports. We feel like this almost obligation to want to give back, like it was a dad that we never had, right? Or it was a, a, a second dad. <clears throat> Why else? Somebody else. Why do you coach? Watch others grow. Watch yourself grow. When your reasons are bigger than yourself, right, that's one of the easiest ways that we can make sure that we are not necessarily going to be successful. We start going in that trajectory and that, and, and that, and that direction. Um, when we have things that are grounded in, in results based, like if, if our self-worth or purpose is determined by outcomes, right, if our team is bad in a duel, then like we feel like we're like, like we've lost self-worth. So if we're defining ourselves by wins or losses or by how much money we make, right? If, if, if our purpose in anything has something to do that's not an absolute truth, something bigger than yourself, you immediately fail, right? So change will come from the inside out, but it starts from the top down, right? So one of the things when I talk about gratitude is that, you know, when, when it comes to gratitude, uh, I, when I did a podcast with Kale's brother, Kyler, about gratitude and faith in wrestling, he was, I was like, how do you create a culture with more gratitude? He's like, start by showing more gratitude. You show more gratitude. You thank them for a hard practice. You thank them for working hard, right? So again, it starts from the top down, but ultimately change comes from the inside out. Athlete-driven accountability and change, okay? Uh, anybody watch college football? So... Texas beat up on Georgia, and that was, like, really unexpected. It beat them up pretty good. And uh, they pulled the UT coach over at the end of the game, and they were, like, they were like, man, like, where does this come from? Like, how did you guys do this? Like, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, Georgia was the team that beat Alabama this year, right? Georgia beat Alabama? They beat Clemson? No, 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 no. Georgia during the season beat Alabama. Alabama had one loss, right? Maybe I'm crazy. Point being, Georgia was supposed to smoke UT. And they did it. Completely other side around. UT coach was like, 100% has to do with my players. Like, and he was talking about how he, has, he says, we went, the change from four years ago when we were losing to today is that today we have an athlete-driven culture. Our team is driven by our guys, not by me. I'm a supplement, right? Again, that sounds great, but, you know, again, like, how do we get there? You know, ultimately, if we could focus on creating, like, like it says here, we focus on creating leaders, leaders will make more leaders. Eventually, you just have a team of leaders, right, in one way or another. Maybe they lead differently. Some lead by example. Some lead by uh, the things that they do in class. Some lead by, the, uh, some lead by uh, being vocal, right? But leaders make more leaders, right? So if we focus on building leaders, not, not, not building championship teams, right, the championships follow. Gratitude driven, right? So like I talked to you about the podcast with Kyler. If you haven't heard me talk about it like a hundred times already and you haven't listened to it, please listen to that podcast. Not because it helps me by any means, but like it was really spending a lot of time in Utah with Kale, Kyler, um, not Cody, but Cole and like their parents. I learned a lot about like what made them as good as they were. And it was very little to do with wrestling, right? Anybody could be good at a cradle. Right? It's, it's, anybody can go to a lot of the things that they were good at. It had a lot less to do with wrestling, a lot less to do more to do what was going here, and it had a lot to do with gratitude. Listen to that podcast. But gratitude-driven means like we're getting our kids focused on like being thankful for the opportunities versus right, um, being 
preoccupied with outcomes, right? They're chasing performances. They're coming off of the mat. A great example was Josh Edmonds from Detroit Catholic Central. Beats this kid up in the state finals, comes off. I was like, good job, man. Proud of you. Like, how do you feel like you did? He's like, should have scored more points, coach. Just one state title. Like third, second or third state title. Was pissed because he didn't score enough points, right? Didn't wrestle poorly. But when you're thankful for opportunities, you're more relaxed, you're happy, you enjoy it, you work harder, right? Again, like, where's your focus? Are you here, caught up in all these things you can't control, or are you right here? All right, so how do we promote open communication, right? How do we promote open communication? Um, from coaches to athletes, from coaches within coaches, right? From athletes to athletes, right? Um, most often the productive relationships that we have have productive forms of communication, right? So again, we want better relationships. Let's, let's, let's continue to make sure that we're focused on having more continued productive communication. What time we got? 22? Oh, perfect. Okay. All right. So why do we need to promote open communication, right? If we want our kids to do their absolute best, we need to know how to get that out of them. So I'm going to show you an example um, as to what it is, that's, uh, an example of what we do to help teams get there, right? A, a tangible tool that will allow them, allow your guys to tell you how they want to give and receive feedback, right? Just in the interest of time, because um, I, can, I, I can send this to you guys. Some other things that it's going to do, we're going to redefine criticism. Criticism isn't going to be awfulized anymore. Criticism is going to be seen as an opportunity to grow. It's going to be a, it's going to be a challenge that we can overcome, not an obstacle. Okay, um, minimizes ego. So when someone say, when you say something to somebody or they say something to you, right, you don't get taken aback by it, right? So how do we do this? How do we grow this communication, this better culture and communication? Like I said, make it more tactical and strategic. Let's be purposeful. So reworking current communication strategies and inside-out accountability. So, um, you know, one of the things when I was coming up with the ideas of what I was going to talk about this weekend, I asked when, I said, when, what were some of the, like, what was, if there was one thing that we did with your team that really helped you a lot, what would that be? And he was, he mentioned this worksheet. Um, I don't know if you guys can see, but essentially what it's talking about, what it's asking is, it's an evaluation from athlete to coach saying, what does my coach do that helps me mentally? What does my coach do that inadvertently hurts me mentally? How would I prefer my coach to critique me? How would I prefer my coach to treat me during a competition or during a tournament? Or, I'm sorry, before a competition or a tournament. So, for example, you're going to ask your, your kid, do you want me to fire you up, keep you calm and relaxed, joke around, give you sport-related technical advice, or lay off completely? How do they want to be handled right after a match? So if you guys want to take a quick picture, that's fine. If you put your name in that, or text, force, text mindset to 4747, or put your name in that iPad, I'm gonna send you the actual worksheet that goes along with this, all right? Um, but echoing what Wynn said, you know, uh, Matt Lindland over, the Greco, the Greco coach over at the OTC was talking about, you know, it helps me get to know my athletes better and understand how to communicate with them before and after matches and in training. It helped me communicate the right message at the right time. So. In a quick synopsis, can you say an example of how it was really helpful for your team, Gwen? Yeah, I mean, one, one just example that I have is we're at a tournament early in the year, and um, obviously we had like 15 guys there and four coaches, and so um, 
I got stuck with a kid, coaching a kid on the mat, not stuck with him, I shouldn't say that, but I ended up coaching a kid that I don't usually work with, he's a lighter weight, um, kind of more, just a younger kid, very modern, not really in my wheelhouse, I'm more of a, a grinder, and uh, I went up to him and I just kind of told him a little joke because we had done this worksheet and he said that he wanted to be relaxed and laugh a little bit before his match. So I told him like just some really corny joke and he went out on the mat and beat, um, beat one of the kids that I think two years ago was ranked in the top 10 in the country. It's kind of fallen off a little bit, but he went out there and beat him. Kid that I never thought that he would even make it through a match with. Um, and then I was on his mat for every match the rest of the season just because he had, we created that rapport in that moment because of that worksheet. Something that, so it says um, uh, there was a team in Louisiana and Utah um, that what they did was they put this in a Google form and then they automated it and they put it in a spreadsheet. So you have as a coach the ability to, no matter who you're coaching against, oh, John Smith is going? Okay, hold on. All right, boom. There's, so John Smith once, he hates it when coach does this, he likes it when coach does that, and he wants direct feedback before his match, he wants me to fire him up. You know exactly how each kid wants to be uh, coached. Now again, I, I was the FBI crisis negotiator guy, like I have a psychology background. One of the best kids that I ever coached that wrestles at NC State now, um, I was with him for two years, we did this, I read him completely wrong. Right? Before his matches, I'd get in his face, because that's his personality. I'd get in his face, like I'd, I'd fire him up, I'd, I'd remind him the technique that he needs to do. You know what he wrote that he wanted me to do? Lay off completely. Like, dude, we travel all around the country together for two years. You don't tell me to shut up and just like, get out of here? It's like, well, it didn't bother me, but it's not what I wanted. How can I expect to get the most out of a kid when I don't even know the details of how he actually wants to be coached? I can assume, you know what else is crazy? As a hostage negotiator, so like before I left, I was a researcher for the behavioral analysis unit. One of the things that we were doing was creating a, um, an objective evaluation on how to evaluate how a negotiation uh, is going. There is no objective evaluation. It's based on 25 years of detective experience that I think we should call SWAT now because I don't think we can get any farther. It doesn't look like we're making progress. There's no objective evaluation of where we should negotiate or whether we should call somebody in, right? My point is, is that when we make it tactical and purposeful, then we can say that we're being able to coach their kids to their peakest potential. Does that make sense? So that's the difference between like what you think mindset training is and what mindset training really is, right? Strategic and purposeful, all right? The other thing that we talked about for an actionable tool that you guys can use is an accountability partner. Um, again, you want, you want change to come from the inside out? Well, your guys and girls need to hold each other accountable, right? So not a lot of details that I'm gonna get into about that, but the bottom line is whatever systems that you wanna implement, we have our own, your kids have to be your brother or sister's keeper. They have to be in charge of themselves. So like, on so I've noticed when I speak at other conventions, they have, they have like, they have an outfield captain, they have an infield captain, or they got a lightweight captain, they got a heavyweight captain, or some sort of micro leadership bigger than the, um, that is in addition to the macro level of just a captain of the whole team. Does that make sense? Break down your leadership so that the same way you would want 10 coaches to one, to, uh, you know, a small coach to athlete ratio, leadership ratio needs to be the same way, right? Um, so as we finish up, just, you know, I, I want you guys to, I'm here for another day and a half. Right? I want to pump a lot of information. Right? I wish I had two hours to talk to you. 
want to pump a lot of information to you um, with the intention that like, I'm going to see you at my booth or you're going to text me or we're going to talk more about this, right? Because ultimately, I gave you a lot of nuggets for you to start like getting the ball rolling with how to create a better culture, how to improve your communication, some basic strategies that we use. I'm literally going to send you the worksheet that we use with our teams to help you foster that communication better. Again, just think of how valuable it is when you have a bunch of kids at a tournament to a few coaches and you know exactly what that kid wants to hear. You, you know what I noticed? The more that I travel and be around really top teams, that's something that like a lot of the top, top, top teams in the country and top coaches in the country that they do in their own way, right? So like when I was over at Catholic Central, Mitch has every guy fill out this little uh, sheet for um, some of the things that they, uh, some of the ways that they want to be coached in the corner. Again, different than ours, a little less systematic. One of the things that I liked, what's one word that you want us to hear and that you want us to echo in the corner? There's one word you need to hear. Little details make a big impact, all right? So there's some new program features for our, for our team programs um, that include a lot of one-on-one -on -one training. Um, everyone that's gonna be on the program this next year, we're, we're implementing what we, we're gonna call like team learning activities, right? It's, it's something where in addition to the workshops and the mentorships, we're doing some strategic, like, for lack of a better word, activities in each lesson to really drive the point home, like most good teachers would. Um, starting, the trend is most teams are starting in August and September, not November or October and December, right? So we're doing a lot more preseason work. Um, a lot of success in other sports. If you coach other sports or you're tight with people that coach other sports, right? These are just some of the, some of the types of things that we've been involved with in the last year or the, the types of groups we've been involved with in the last year. Content, lots of podcasts, like five to seven minute versions of things that you can do, little nuggets that you can gain from your uh, gain more, more information. And then, um, again, for more content, I'm gonna send you a lot of stuff, um, a lot of bonus material, either texting, or from that iPad, I'm gonna contact you with that information. Again, my goal in 50 minutes was to pump a lot of info and kind of make you start having light bulbs come off, right? My goal over the next day or so is you come find me and not wait till I'm on the other side of the globe for us to start talking about how that looks to help your team. Make sense? Um, I wanna take a second um, to say two things. One, um, for those of you who have probably seen this on a lot of like of our Instagram or Facebook posts, right? They're the four things that we really stand for. It's our four principles we make all our teams say. Um, that's something that whether you say it or implement something similar, right? Ha have something, ha have, have a um, purpose-driven affirmations that you have your guys say every day that they're gonna ground themselves in, number one. Um, number two, um, I again wanna thank all of you for being here, right? There's choices of things that you can do that also include pool, alcohol, uh, and whoever else is speaking, right? And you chose to spend 40 minutes, 50 minutes with me. So thank you, I appreciate that. Um, second, thank you to um, everybody, all the clients of mine that came in to support what I'm doing, um, share your stories. Um, you know, I, I look forward to working with you guys next year. It's been a pleasure working with all of y'all's teams and I look forward to us working with more. One of the things that I enjoy a lot, you know, some of you don't work with me, but we feel like we know each other, right? It's like, I'm at a tournament, I have a mom come up to me and say, hey, you don't know me, and my son works with blah, blah, blah. We just wanna say how happy we are that we found your program, because da 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 
And that happened about 18 times at Fargo from a bunch of random people that I don't know. So those are the sort of things that, like I said, it, it reminds me that like I left a, a career that less than 1% of people can get for the right reasons. So I feel like this is the reason that I'm put on this earth is to be, you know, to help change the sport of wrestling where I feel like it's hurting the most, giving you guys the tools that you need. And uh, I look forward to working with a lot of you in a, in a great season this next year. So again, thank you. Appreciate it. And that's a wrap for today's podcast. I'm Gene Zanetti from Wrestling Mindset. Make sure you check out our website, wrestlingmindset.com. Get our ebook. Make sure you get that ebook. Great information. Represents some of the best information that we have. Lessons that we've learned from some of the top wrestlers in the world. Lessons that we've learned from our own experience and the best that research can provide. Get the ebook, wrestlingmindset.com. Also, as an individual, make sure you personally sign up for the one on one free mindset consultation. The one on one free mindset consultation. Make sure you fill out the form and do that as soon as possible. The best results always come from one on one individual attention, whether it's strength training, whether it's technique, or whether it's mindset. One on one individual attention is always the best. Thanks for joining us. Make sure you join us again for our next podcast. Mindset makes the difference. Have a great day. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.